the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at WPTF. Zip through hour number two. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And uh, Mart Bumgardner is with us, extension agent in Orange County. And Andrea Lane is from Mitchell County, with uh, soon to be with that uh, extension service as they are organizing a Master Gardener program there. But uh, right now with uh, Durham County and how long were you with? Uh, have you been with Durham County, Andrea? Uh, let's see. I trained in twenty fifteen. So oh, okay. Six years. Yeah. Well, you've learned a lot, haven't you? I've learned an awful lot, and yeah. I've had a lot of fun as well. Absolutely. It's all been good. Yeah. Has it been challenging to um, to learn the new plants and uh, to acclimate to the new uh, temperate zone? I. Yes and no. Um, I'm originally from the Northeast, so. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, Pennsylvania, right? Colder temperatures isn't necessarily new, but like I said earlier, I do miss, you know, things like the gardenias. You know, a lot of the stuff that I did grow in Durham, I right. won't be able to grow here. And some of the plants I took with me, although the hardiness zone said that they would grow here, they didn't. Oh, well, that's good. Ex- good experiment. Um, have you uh, had a frost yet? We did, yes. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. We had a frost uh, earlier this week. All right. Let's go to uh, Bobby Bobby V. Hey, Bobby. How can we help you today? Hello. Yes, sir. I'm calling up. Uh, I, I got a question I've asked a lot of people, and everybody's got a different opinion about all right it. well you'll probably get a different one today or <laughs> three <laughs> I, I i uh took a japanese maple out of my son's yard and uh, we put it in our yard and i've moved trees before i've never had a problem if you move them in the fall and uh this one did great i mean great and then in july it started losing its leaves and not all of them, but they all pretty much dried up, but they didn't fall off. And the the limbs are still limber, but it ain't got no leaves on it. And people say it's dead, pull it out. Other people say it's dormant, don't mess with it. I water the heck out of it, but it's, I don't know. Should I pull it out and put another tree or say let it linger? Well, let's see what Mart has to say. Uh, <laughs> now, let me let me ask a couple questions first. Number one, how big was it when you pulled it out? About uh, well, it was 
thick, you know, but it was about eight foot. Oh, so it was a big, big tree. It was established. No, yeah. no, it wasn't big by any means. It was, uh, it's branchy, but it's not uh, a big tree by any means. So how it's, how uh, big of diameter is this? Would you say the trunk is about a uh, foot off the ground? Two, two inch, three inch. Okay. And so how big of a root ball did you pull out? Oh, a lot. We we pulled a lot, and they were stringy, so we uh, dug an extra big hole and tried to put them back where they was. And I put uh, compost and dirt. I mixed it and put it in the hole, which okay. was about two foot deep, maybe. And that's what another person told me. I got a big puddle down there because <laughs> I should have used uh, the red stuff they got here. Okay. Well, well. First of all, let me. Let, there's a couple things I I, I would. Um, number one, suggest number one, number one is is wait and see. I mean, a tree that big, um, it, it it's very difficult to move a tree, especially the maples, uh, without doing what what's called root pruning first, and that means that you prep it because what happens is is the from the about the drip zone into the trunk itself. Uh, the roots there are not the the roots that take up the nutrients. They're the the roots that that actually hold the tree in the ground and 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 prevent it from blowing over. The uh, the roots okay. about uh, from from the drip line outward, um, uh, uh, approximately the the same distance of the tree itself are the are the feeder roots. And so so you do what's called root pruning um, to prep to move a tree before that. Um, and that means uh, periodically you go around the tree and you cut in with these long, uh, thin shovels that, that cut the roots and, and it stimulates growth. So, you know, the, the tree stays in place. And so you, it takes, it's over a period of two years for, to move a big, big tree like that. Um, so so the, the second point I would, would also uh, offer is when you, you replant, uh, they recommend that you don't uh, augment the hole itself with a bunch of compost because what you end up doing is um, you end up uh, bringing in um, uh, even uh, – let me back up. <clears throat> when, when I say augment, you don't want to do a lot of fertilization, uh, a lot of nutrients and stuff like that. Um, by adding organic matter, what, what ends up happening is it, uh, it really s- soaks up water, um, and you can also bring in, you know, get disease and so forth like that as well. So uh, the, the native soils that are there with it that you dug up are, the, are what you really want to put back into it to backfill with it. Um, you can do a little bit of augmentation with, uh, with, with compost, but, but just not, you know, not a, a one-to-one ratio or, or something greater than that. Um, That's what I did, like a one to one. Yeah, so so high, yeah. You, so you put a high compost uh, uh, ratio in there. So th- then the third thing is is water. Um, when you if you've got an area that doesn't perk very well, um, what you can end up doing is is drowning the the tree itself. Um, it creates a, a bathtub, especially in areas where you have a, a, a high clay content. Uh, water won't perk through, and so you got the organic matter that's actually holding the water. Um, and then you've got the uh, kind of a clay-lined uh, pit where you've dug the hole, and so that, that creates another, another issue. So overwatering um, may be, uh, may be uh, uh, the detriment. Uh, may, you know, there's, there's a possibility of, of having a, you know, a, a soil-borne disease that has uh, is, is, is basically uh, come, come in. So 
what I would do, what I, my recommendation is stop watering, okay? The, the ground is plenty wet now. Um, if you're here in Wake County, we've had plenty of rain, and you shouldn't need to water, okay? Uh, the, the, the tree, I would also recommend just wait and see. Because if yeah. if the if it if it's gonna if it if it's dead, it's nothing else you can do. If it if it does survive, okay, and you yank it out, you've lost that. Um, and so in the spring, if it flushes back out, uh, you'll probably be okay. Um, if it doesn't, then at that point, I would wait. Uh, you know, wait till till uh, May or June. If if you st- don't have leaves by then, then then y- then by all means, yank it out and replace it. Well, Bobby, let me ask all, you this: Have you? They're all pliable. Have Have you, know, you though they, taken a, a knife and peel back the skin to see if there's greenery under there? No. Well, that's the how to tell whether it's alive or not. If you well, take a knife yeah, and you peel back the, when you say it like that, it yeah. You, yeah, you, that's smart. Yeah, take your knife and just scrape off in different places on the tree. If yeah. it's if it's plain, doesn't have any greenery in there, she's dead. Yeah, if, and if, also if it's not pliable. Yeah, yeah. He he said it's pliable, but um, but again, oh, he did. Okay. It can still be a little bit pliable and be dead too. Yeah. That's you're right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or I mean, on its way. <laughs> Andrea, do you have anything you wanted to add? No, Mark. Mark covered that really. Yeah, well. he sure did. All right, Bobby. Does well, that? I, hope uh, I call you back and say it lived just dandy. <laughs> that, I, I hope I would so too. Love to hear that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Otherwise, that I won't too, call right? you back, and I'll have a new one in there. Yeah, <laughs> or you could you could pave over and uh, start another hole. <laughs> well, if I do, I guess I won't go fifty-fifty with the with the mulch. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you just uh, maybe. Well, thanks you know, a lot. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Andrea. If I could, um, you know, the, in the beginning, uh, the caller was saying um, it's not a big tree, and Mark saying, "Well, a tree that big." I, I just kind of say, you know, what when when we are talking about not so uh, or too big, uh, too big to transplant. You know, the smaller your trees are, trees and shrubs are, when you transplant them, the more likely they are to survive long-term. So I love to buy short, <laughs> really young young shrubs and trees. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I know for a fact grow. this tree's 20 years old. Oh, wow. It's just not a Yeah, see that? Yeah. yeah. But, but it's... But it's established tree. So yeah, it's discombobulated it's now. Don't just go by the size, but it's been growing a long time in that particular spot. Yeah, it's it's going to be harder to transplant successfully. Yeah, well, yeah. if it's twenty years old, it should have a bigger diameter than it's got right now. Yeah. I think that baby Bobby's been stunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the root system. I appreciate it. All right, Bobby. Thanks. Let us know what happens. He, he only got five different opinions. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like our trip to Person County. We we got five different opinions on how to get to a restaurant. Right. And you still didn't get there. Did you? So we got there. We finally got there. Ended up in Durham County. Yeah, no, no, Orange County. <laughs> finally ended up in Durham County. A lovely place. Yes, all all of it. Beautiful, just gorgeous up there, especially this time of year. All right, uh, let's let's head out to the State Farmers Market. Billy Howe is with us. Uh, Billy, good morning. Good morning. So, uh, what you got? Plenty of apples there on the farmers line this morning. Yes, I have probably about twenty different varieties or mm. more. Mm, sounds good. Sounds Ooh. healthy. I think I'll try each one of each. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we got, um, we got we've been getting a lot of phone calls wanting to know what kind we have and it's kind of one of the daily phone calls this time of year. Uh, we have some cameos and pink ladies and golden delicious, 
Red Delicious, Fuji, and Mutsu, and Empire, and Arkansas Blacks, King Luscious, and Galas, Granny Smith, Stamen Wine Sap. We're getting a lot of calls for those. We yeah, I love the wine sap myself. A nice hard and tart, just like the Arkansas Blacks. And we got Gold Rush and Wine Crisp, Sun Crisp, Crimson Crisp, <laughs> um, Candy Crisp, Honey Crisp, Rusty Crisp, and Rusty Gold. And um, we don't have any black twigs right now, but we're hoping to get some things <laughs> in this week. Sounds good. So uh, what what do you have vegetable-wise there? Well, let's see. We got... Um, we do have tunnel grown strawberries, blackberries, and blueberries. And I did try the strawberries this week, and they are absolutely delicious, good and sweet. Um, and we have broccoli and Brussels sprouts, and bok choy, and beets, and eggplants, and carrots, and collards, and corn, and cucumbers. Uh, we have ginger, fresh grown, um, turnip greens, mustards, okra, um, onions. Pecans, uh, radishes, and red and white onions, and red and white potatoes. Uh, squash, yellow squash, <laughs> pecans, acorns, butternut squash, uh, sweet potatoes, several varieties of tomatoes still, um, turnips and turnip greens, uh, zucchinis. We have plenty of uh, large variety of peppers, everything from bell peppers to jalapenos Carolina Reapers and Ghost Peppers. Have y'all got that area marked off with police tape? <laughs> yeah. We got a fire uh, extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet so. If you start setting your yeah. on fire. So you got, uh, you got plenty of pumpkins out there this morning? We have plenty of pumpkins and gourds and mums. Um, and tomorrow's Halloween. Okay. Now, all these pumpkins are edible as well. That's right. You got any plants out there? We do. Um, let's see. I was um, looking. We had some hydrangeas and a lot of fruit trees, <laughs> peaches and nectarines, uh, plum trees, uh, boxwoods, uh, beautiful hanging baskets, uh, border plants. Do you got any macaroni plants? Uh, no, uh, I think we pick them when they when the hole comes up. We pick them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll come over and and get them. No macaroni <laughs> squash. Huh? Okay. Uh, what? Um, what? Uh, our pumpkins will be going out this weekend. Of course, um, we'll have pie pumpkins right on available. Uh, and just think, we're only just a few weeks away from Thanksgiving. Right. And, and we've got you covered out here. Yeah. Let me ask you about uh, a pumpkin called the candy roaster. You know, if, have you seen any candy roasters out there? Now, I'm not um, real familiar with the varieties of pumpkins. I know there's orange ones and there's some white ones. Okay. <laughs> well, wait a minute. There's some others out there, too. There's some kind of gray ones. Rufus claims there's some Carolina blue ones yeah, out there. I've seen the Carolina blue, Bobby. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you need to go back and, and observe a little stronger there. By the way, Bobby, Billy. I read an article the other day in Billy. the paper about apple pie. What makes the best apple for an apple pie? Uh-huh. And the experts came to say that it was 
Red Delicious, and Granny Smith. Granny Smith, yeah. Granny Smith is what I've I've always yeah because the, the apple stays a lot firm. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, what do you got up in the market shops this morning? Um, oh, we have a bunch of apple jacks. It's smelling good up there. That yeah, cinnamon raisin so. bread. Oh, I know Ooh. that. Mm. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All types of barbecue spices and sauces. I, we have a lot of stuff from our Redneck Lab. Uh huh. Um, their spices. A lot of people have been calling asking about different ones, and that's ones people asked about. Uh, we got fudge. We got all types of candies, uh, coffee, uh, ice cream, and then we have three, two, one coffee in there. We have fresh meat grew on a little farm uh, here in North Carolina. Uh, the grill ain't open. It's not going to be open today. We have we're lined to burst, so they've had to do a lot of uh, work in there. Hmm. I mean, I got to do without a hot dog today? You go, yeah, they're not doing Rufus dogs today. Oh, my heavens. Ooh. Well, uh, the, you can set up that stand, Rufus. You can cook your own and, <laughs> and sell what you don't eat. Now, I understand, Rufus. You do have to be approved to sell out here, and I don't know if you could get that. Well, he's got, uh, he's I, got connections. <laughs> I, I got my connection. I got Bobby. <laughs> no, Billy. Billy. Billy how? We just talked to Bobby. Yeah, and we're going to talk to Bobby again here in a few minutes. <laughs> we got we got Bobby's all over the place, but not not this one, Billy. Yeah. So, uh, Billy, uh, restaurants uh, the rest of the restaurants are open. Yeah, um, that's a correct well, term. Dogs, the grill ain't here, but the farmers market restaurant sells hot dogs and ham and great big old biscuits with molasses. Mm. All kinds of good food up there as well. I'm getting seafood. hungry. Again? <laughs> good Alabash seafood. This is a place to come get it. Yeah, they, they really pile it on there. They, uh, they're, that's just takeout or eat outside on the picnic tables, right? That's correct. Be a good day to do that. Yeah, it's beautiful outside. So uh, Market Imports has a real interesting place. Do they have anything Halloweenish up there? He does. He has a little bit of um, pumpkin pottery, and he year round he sells gargoyle statues and uh, yeah, uh, angels and birth <laughs> I didn't know if one got you. Yeah, <laughs> <Those> darn gargoyles. <laughs> so, uh, super sod, super sod. They, I bet they've been busy. Morning time, there's five in line waiting to unload. Yeah, people are putting more fescue out on their lawns, fescue uh, sod, and that's uh, that's a way to do it. That is sure the way to do it. We have a couple things coming up out here. You do? November 12th, 13th, 14th, we're having our fall craft fair. Wonderful. Uh, have a humongous amount of vendors, and large variety of uh, homemade crafts. Yeah, that's always a lot of fun. What's the status on that? We've been hearing, of course, they, they said that pumpkins will be short supply too, but there were plenty of pumpkins at the State Farmer's Market. What about Christmas trees? I'm hearing there's not a whole lot of change from last year. Um, we do have a, um, 
full uh, house of vendors of Christmas trees. Okay, well, good, good. Uh, and uh, not calling no names, but the Christmas tree were uh, will be in the White House this year. It come from one of our vendors. Wonderful, oh, very good. Wow. Oh, go ahead and tell us, Billy. I, I just can't do it. A big Somebody one. Get mad at me because <laughs> I didn't mention them. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a big Christmas tree. Well, Billy, always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Y'all come see us. We shall. We do. We, we shall. We love coming to the farmer's market. Have a great weekend. I see y'all coming. All right, All right. bud. All right. Uh, we'll uh, be back. Talk to Rich in Jackson Springs, down in Moore County, to Vicki and to Bobby. Coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Uh, 9.34 WPTF time. We're back on uh, the Weekend Gardener. I'm Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clamp and Rufus Edmonston. And, yeah, that's the same Rufus Edmonston. It's the same one. Yeah, same, same guy who was Secretary of State and Attorney General and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee. I've got all those positions mixed up. It started with the... Started with uh, actually being an aide to Senator Sam Irvin. Now he's the Secretary General of Gardening. And he's a good one. And a lobbyist. <laughs> and he's, he's a, a good lobbyist for he, more gardening. He's a good lobbyist, too, yeah, for a lot of different things. And Andrea Lane is with us, who is uh, with the Durham County Extension Service, even though she she works out of her home in Mitchell County. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, how That's far from do it these days? Which it? is how far from Asheville and how far from Boone? You think? Uh, well, I I don't know mileage wise, but I think um, are you closer to Asheville than Boone? Yes, she is. It's really, about halfway. Oh, it's about ninety minutes to either one. Okay, and thirty five hundred feet above sea level. So yeah, how about that? And uh, Mark Bumgardner, our our buddy uh, from Orange County. And uh, Mart is an extension agent uh, with the uh, Cooperative Extension Service there. And Rich is in Jackson Springs, North Carolina. Jackson Springs uh, in Moore County. Rich, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Can you hear me okay? I've got you fine. Yes, sir. We've got 100 yards of chicken wire and two paper cups out this morning, in addition <laughs> to that 50,000 watts. So we're, we're doing okay. Well, we just moved here about a month ago, and the cell service is really terrible, but uh, I'm using Wi-Fi calling on the, the Internet, so that seems to work. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm calling is uh, I was a raised bed gardener for 11 years up in Cary and had some really great gardens. Now that I'm down here, I feel like I live on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's why they call it the Sand Hills. <laughs> So I want to build a couple of beds down here, and my my concern is, uh, you know, it it perks way too much. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking about putting some um, um, the weed block down before I actually fill the beds up. I'm I'm going to have to get some fifty fifty mix because there's no dirt anywhere. Um, but I was going to put weed block down, not so much to block weeds, but try to slow down the drainage um what do you all think 
Mart uh, or well, Andrea or Brother Rufus? <laughs> I, I, will tell you, I, I will tell you, I've got a... Tell us more about the weed block that you were going to put down. What, what, what do you mean when you say that? Well, talking it's, about a, fabric? The normal, it's the normal uh, the black weed block that you normally would put down yeah. underneath pavers and stuff like that. Well, what I was going to say is, is um, I've got some uh, a friend who lives down there uh, in the Sand Hills who can grow fabulous crops in in the sand itself. Um, what I would suggest is, is you build your organic matter up by by planting cover crops. Get a cover crop on there first, um, and and then till it in, and then just continue to do that. Use straw and stuff like that to build your soil um, with organic matter. Uh, and remember that it, the fertility. Um, you know, you'll need more fertility because it, it will leach through, like, for example, your nitrogen will leach quicker um, through a sand because the soil particles are much more uh, are much larger than, say, uh, uh, silt or, or uh, clay particles that you would have and carry. So, um, so a little bit of fertilizer uh, more, more frequently than, than what you experience, but then build your organic matter. Uh, I would steer away from, from putting down a cloth underneath, uh, creating an, an, um, an atmosphere for, uh, I just, I, I just don't think that's a, that would be a good idea. You might pool water under there if you don't watch it. Andre, do you have any thoughts, thoughts on this bed? Well, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the weed block uh, ever. It 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 uh it's one of those things that sounds better than it actually turns out to be. Yeah. Maybe well, he could just plant things in a hugel culture. Blow down the drain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start a hugel culture. Yeah. Um well, you know, I mean, you can never go wrong with building the soil, right? Isn't that what our friend Roy Lewis used to say? Yes. The soil is golden. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Well, I, I I had a three bin compost bin up in Cary. I I created my own soil for all those years, but mm-hmm. you know down here, um, it, it I'm kind of short on greens. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the only browns I got are pine needles. So um, yeah, that that is a problem. How yeah. the compost is going to go? Very acidic. <laughs> Rich, you really ought to, uh, you know, you have some unique issues there, um, but they're probably not unique to your local extension office. And I would recommend you contact Moore County's Cooperative Extension office okay. and yeah. ask them for advice. Yeah. Savannah, Savannah Lauer is your, uh, your agent down there. Uh, very, very knowledgeable. Yeah, and over in Southern Pines, they have quite a noise. Have you been to the Arboretum there in, in Southern Pines? That they have uh, on the college campus, that community yeah, college. I, I'm, I'm still getting the house right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So why did you yeah. why did you move from Cary to Jackson Springs? I mean, did you want to be closer to the peaches or? <laughs> or what? No, no. It was it was really a, a kind of a perfect storm. Our our grandchild moved 16 hours away. Oh. Um, Epic Games decided to build their facility right next to where I live, so the real estate prices went through the roof. Oh, okay. And work told me I could work remote, and so I just sold the home and came down here. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful part of the state. Yep. It is gorgeous. You've got some historic uh, buildings there in Jackson Springs. I- I'm looking forward to spending some time 
with uh, my wife and driving around. We just haven't gotten there yet. Rufus, have you did you campaign in, in Jackson? I've Springs? been right through there. <laughs> and let me say, I I I think that the arboretum that Mike was talking about is one of the most fabulous outfits in the state of North Carolina. And you could go by there and ask them what they do to their soil because everything over there is so good that you can stick yeah. your thumb in the ground and grow a stalk of corn. <laughs> Without a seed, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that is awesome. Hey, great, great recommendations. Well, thank you all. Appreciate it. Anytime, Rich, you call us. Yep, good luck. Let us know how, how it turns out, too. I will. I, I, I call you guys every once in a while. We All appreciate right, please, it. Please do. <laughs> now from Thank Jackson you. Springs. All right. Uh, 919-860-9783. We'll talk to Vicki and Bobby and Brian. Oh, we got another. Uh, we got somebody from Pinehurst. Brian's in Pinehurst. Uh, coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener is 942. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. 9.48 WPTF time. Vicki, thank you so much for your patience. Good morning. Hey, Vicki. Um, I have a pecan tree that I bought from supposedly a pecan man between Raleigh and Wilson, in that direction. Did he have a sign that said Pecan Man? No, I think he just adopted that that little name. Uh -huh. I, I I went by it. I yeah. Said, okay. And you wanted a pecan tree. <laughs> I did. And it was seven years old when I bought it. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, it was small. And he said okay. it was a self-pollinator. Okay. Okay, so now fast forward it. It's probably 30 to 40 feet tall now, and it has got some pecans on it, but I i don't have a crop at all ever because they just come in, come out and they're black and, you know, they're soft and mushy and they're just not a pecan. Someone told me that they put zinc or something around yeah. the base of their pecan trees every spring. Yeah, there is a fertilization process, and it, it does involve zinc. And there are fertilizers that you can buy that will have the, the that are made for uh, pecan trees. I went to nut trees. Uh, the Ag Supply out in Garner back in the spring looking for that, and they didn't have anything. Hmm. Uh, and I didn't know. Okay, can I can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Yes. If you will Google um, uh, growing pecans in North Carolina. Or pecans, however it's a you say it. It's extension service pamphlet. It's yeah. Pecans. Yeah. Pecans. Okay, pecans. Okay. <laughs> Growing pecans in North Carolina. Okay. And then uh, after that, type in ncsu.edu. Um, and they have a great uh, great pamphlet you can get that uh, talks about, uh, about number one, um, uh, selection. They talk about uh, varieties. They talk about orchards, and they talk about diseases and pruning and everything else. That's that exactly what you're you're talking about, um, and the the fertility issues. So um, okay. so go there, uh, and and uh, if 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 you can't find what you need there, then you've always got the extension service to give us a call, and we'll be glad to to guide you into other areas um, like the the. The North Carolina Ag Chemicals Manual actually have the spray programs um, 
that the recommendations for the different fruit and nut trees? Yeah, we don't want to spray now. I don't want to spray. I well, when I say spray, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about nutrients. I'm talking about uh, um, uh, insect uh, fungal control. Uh, they do get uh, things called scab. Um, yes. Uh, Is this an insect penetrating the the pecan and well, the, or sca- pecan? the scab is 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 actually a fungal. Yeah, but I'm, aren't there uh, oh, yeah. stink bugs and things Absolutely. that get in there? And, that's correct, and that's and there are worms and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that could be what you're seeing is you know you said with your the nut itself it's turning black inside could be that uh, you've had a stink bug uh, pierce that and and they they make that fruit uh, inedible. Yeah. Well, they they never did come on the tree. The nut itself didn't come on the tree until the last probably two years. And um, like I say, they're small, little, tiny, um, black uh, holes. But uh, nothing. It's not a pecan tree yet. I, I don't feel like it has matured into a pecan tree. So yeah. um, I will get one of those pamphlets and do my homework. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. We're looking here on the online, and it's showing a picture of of like a nut that has uh, black spots on it, uh, where the stink bug is actually penetrated. Uh, so take a that that uh, articles. It's it's available online. Yeah. So if you Google okay. it online, you can read all about it. Well, I will do that. Okay, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate your help. Okay. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. See you all right. later. All righty. Please do call us, Bobby. Thank you so much for your patience, my friend. How can we help you? Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a space about ten feet by twenty feet. I had azaleas there for about 30 years. Dug it up and planted a little vegetable garden. Uh, I guess it was uh, moles. I know I could see their peels and maybe bowls because I ate a lot of the red potatoes. Uh, I just listened to a long commercial on permafill, and I assumed that that would take care of my problem on moles. It will certainly help a lot. Okay, and I, uh, uh, I can go online and see how you do. I didn't know whether you did that. Just generally uh, work it into the soil or work it around the perimeter, but yes, uh, the Staylite, S T A L I T E, Staylite Company, down in Salisbury is the one that uh, makes and distributes that. It's it's um, kiln dried uh, slate that they uh, that's right. mined in the Uwari Mountain area and. Uh, that's basically what it is. So it's non-toxic, and it just you know, it comes out real sharp for the for the bowls. They don't like to to deal with the sharp edges and things. So you make a barrier, and and uh, they have directions for that. All right. Well, that that'll answer that problem. The other problem is I I think I have nematodes. Uh, I I pulled up a, a tomato vines, and I didn't there wasn't any knots on the roots, but I pulled up some okra vines and they had knots all over the roots yeah <laughs> yeah that's, what, that's, you that's, that's what you got certainly um what you can what i'd recommend you do is um is is take a, a nematode sample um and and it's it's similar to taking a soil sample but it needs to be fresh um and it needs to go into a plastic bag and there's a special nematode box that that's put into uh, and you take it to the uh, soils lab the agronomy lab and they will right. identify uh, you can go online and, and find the directions for how to take a, a proper nematode sample. Um, take that up to the, the soils lab, and, and they will identify what kind of nematodes uh, that you have. There's a certain there, – most soils have nematodes. Some are, are, are harmful. Some are not. Uh, 
and they will tell you what kind of loads you have um, and and what type of nematodes you have, and then uh, you know make a recommendation on how to treat those. Bobby, the uh, the soil lab is on Reedy Creek Road in Raleigh. Right. I'm familiar with the yep. location of it. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll do that. Thank okay. you so much for calling us, Bobby. Have a nice weekend. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Brian is in Pinehurst. Beautiful area. Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys and gals. Yeah. How so can we help you? Is, I planted some winter rye, and uh, it's sprouting. It's germinated. It's coming up good. But my other grass is still growing, and I need to cut that grass. And what I'm afraid of, cutting the grass with the winter rye already sprouted up and raking the pine straw. Am I going to harm that winter rye? Now, I assume you have a warm season grass? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you have zoysia, Bermuda? Uh, Centipede. Centipede, okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Is centipede pretty healthy? It is. It is still growing. Okay, and so so I'm... Not sure I quite understand. So you overseeded with winter rye? Yeah, he wants to uh, keep it, keep the area green. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What? Uh, and you're wanting to to cut that? Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and cut that. You should you shouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, just cut it high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you'll be okay. And raking the pine straw won't. Oh, raking the pine straw. Hmm. Uh, I I would I would try I would not do anything like. Um, uh, Trying to remember what's what's that terminology for uh, dethatching? I wouldn't dethatch. Um, what I w- do you have a, a a grass catcher on your mower? Uh, yes, actually, I do. Okay, well, what I do is I just put the grass catcher on it, and as you mow it, just co- just collect the pine straw at the same time. I mean, you may have to empty it quite a few times, but uh, what I would what I would avoid doing is pulling teeth across that rye because it will tear it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would really hesitate to to rake, but uh, you, cutting it should be okay. And if you run your mower over it and uh, with a bagger, um, that that should pick up the the pine straw uh, enough to to meet what your needs are. I, I hope. Yeah. Very good. I appreciate you guys' advice and happy uh, Halloween. Yeah, happy. <laughs> you really dig the Halloween, huh, Brian? That's right. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for calling us. Please call us again. Yes, sir. We'll do. All righty. Nice area. A lot of pine straw. Oh boy, if you don't like pine straw, you moved to the wrong, wrong to the wrong the area. Uh, Andrea, do y'all have have uh, y'all have pines? White pines. White pines. Do you, white and, pines. Yeah. Now, do you have anything blue? In your yard, do you have uh, Colorado spruce or anything like that? I do not, but I do have a Fraser fir growing that. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, that they are very happy at that uh, that out, uh, altitude uh, elevation. Yeah. Well, have you been to the top of Mount Mitchell yet? Um, I have been. Not, not actually, not since I've lived here, but. Shortly before I lived here, the highest elevation east of the Mississippi. It's a very interesting terrain. You know what I heard? I actually heard just yesterday on uh, or read on Facebook one of the pages I follow that um, the top of Mount Mitchell they closed because of snow and ice yesterday. 
Oh, my heavens. Well, <laughs> that's not that's, unusual. That's because it's, a, it's, it's like the Rockies. It's east of the Mississippi, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I Grandfather Mountain back home. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are signs. I, uh, I would hope that there are signs. I haven't been there in a while. All the way down, that's every uh, few yards that say, check your brakes. That's check your brakes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing about walking around here is everything, everything's an uphill. <laughs> yeah, or downhill. That's a real ride. Uphill, uphill. Well, it's downhill too, but you know you got to go up to enjoy the down. <laughs> it's not like uh, the Piedmont where it was pretty even. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a uh, different. All right, yeah, that great place to have all wheel drive though. That helps yeah. with uh, controlling a vehicle on on any terrain, actually. Well, Andre, you do love living there, don't you? I do. Good, yeah. good. Well, that's good because you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta stay there now no for a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> More of the weekend gardener coming up on WPTF.